Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. When you get that impulse to do something and that drive to start something and you have that inspiration for that moment, don't let that moment pass you by. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas Con Ganas podcast, I decided to talk about how to beat the procrastination game. So how to stop procrastinating. I know that this is a problem for a lot of people. It's something that I suffered for for a long time. I mean, I was the queen of procrastination. <laughs> so I prepared this episode because I said, okay, what is it that I've been doing lately that has helped me quit being the procrastinator that I used to be? Uh, what is it that people that I admire do to not procrastinate themselves? Because I think that it's very easy to procrastinate. Even when we have things that we're passionate about, projects that we want to take on, uh, businesses that we want to start building, um, even hobbies that we want to take on. And we just seem to put them on the back burner and the back burner. And then the days pass by, then the days turn into weeks. Those weeks turn into months. Those months turn into years. And then those turn into decades. And as we all know, life moves pretty quickly. <laughs> I think the older you get, the more you realize how fast life really does go. And so we need to stop putting aside those projects, those businesses, those hobbies, and doing those things that we do want to take on, that we know will, will contribute to the happiness in our lives. So I came up with five tips that are definitely the things that have helped me lately to beat the procrastination game. And I wanted to share them with all of you, my mamacitas. Today, I'm actually, hopefully you don't hear the wind, but I'm filming from... Um, recording from my terrace for the first time because I have a beautiful view and I don't know if the Florida weather is about to come on and the clouds are about to come and the thunder is about to <laughs> roll in but here we go I'm going to start with tip number one and I think this is the most important one the one that has really helped me out lately and the tip is this start before you're ready There's no such thing as being ready and then starting. I think you just, you just got to do it and you have to start doing that which you want to do before you feel ready. It's sort of like jumping into a pool that you're not sure if it's going to be cold or, or you know, if it's going to be too cold or not. You just got to jump and then you just jump. And once you jump, you figure out what to do. But I think that's like the number one thing lately that has been helping me is starting before I'm ready. And that, and that not just has to do with like a big project, but with like little projects. And I'm not saying do something stupid or be careless. And I'm not saying don't prepare. 
But what I am saying is that if you wait until the perfect moment where you're going to feel 100% ready, I don't think that moment comes to begin with. I think we get better as we grow and as we go along, as we start doing that which we want to do. And um, yeah, we, we build upon our skills. We get better at those things. But when we start, when we initially start at something, uh, we're not the best at doing it because first of all, we lack experience. So for example, um, I can give you a very concrete example is that the creation of my podcast. When I started, I started um, very small and I had had the concept of doing a podcast for a long time before I actually launched it. But, uh, and I was scared because of course, every time that we take on something that we don't know about, we're scared. We might do it wrong. We might mess up. Am I going to do it right? What are other people going to think? It's all these things. And then we start procrastinating and not doing them or try to become perfect or perfect before we start. But in reality, we have to start before we perfect. So start before you're ready. And actually, and I know who I got this from too. This is something that I heard Jeff Walker talk about. I, uh, I was part of Jeff Walker's community launch club for a year. And um, he, when we would do his seminars and his workshops, he always said, start before you're ready. And a lot of other successful people, I had heard that. And of course you hear it once, you might not catch on, you hear it a second time. <laughs> I don't know when was the time that I heard it. And I'm finally like, okay, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to start before I'm ready. And um, so, yeah, you're going to be nervous anyways, but just do it. Just, just, just start, just start. And then go as, as you go along, you know, you're going to get better and you're, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. Number two, and this is very important is to schedule when you're going to do something and then commit to doing it. So schedule and commit, schedule and commit. So for me, the way that this plays out in my life is my dance. Like my dance classes are scheduled and they're committed to prior. And I have skin in the game also, meaning if I don't show up to those classes, I lose my money. So I schedule and I commit them previously, pre previous to anything else. And that is like the one thing that is like literally on my schedule. You can just not, you can't even change that. Valentina has dance classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at this time. And I know that that's where I need to be during that time. And I also know that if I miss those dance classes, it hurts my pocket. So it's very important to schedule and to commit things. Um, I'm a person who has a job who I can, I can make it flexible and work it around my schedule. But I know and I realize that when I commit and I schedule something, an interview or my dance classes, like I said, or anything, those things will get done if they're scheduled and they're committed to prior. So if you're having a hard time you know, with procrastination, my suggestion is put it on your calendar. And I know, and I'm going to mess it up the way he says it, but Tony Robbins says something like, if you dream about it, it's a possibility. And if you, but the moment you schedule it, it's like reality. So that's, that's the message I want to like hone down is when you schedule it, it becomes reality. Okay. Number three. And this is something I discovered completely on my own. So this is Valentina's take on how to beat her procrastination game is act on impulse. So when you feel inspired, act on that impulse, like do what it is that you feel like, do. like when you get that impulse to do something and that drive to start something and you have that inspiration for that moment, don't let that moment pass you by. So I'm going to give you a concrete example of how that plays out in my life. Um, 
So I, apart from my dance classes <laughs> during the quarantine, I haven't been as good at doing it because my my gym has been closed, but I like to run in the treadmill and I like to schedule a couple runs a, a week. Like for me, my minimum run when I'm on an, when the quarantine is not here and I is normally two times a week I run minimum. I put myself a minimum and then if I do more, great. And so what I've learned is, is that when I get the impulse to go running, like all of a sudden my body will be like, okay, you feel ready. You have energy right now, go run. If I don't act on that impulse, that moment, that exact moment where my body's telling me, you're ready to run, go. And if I let that moment pass me by, it's like letting this train pass me by. And if I don't hop on the train, the train leaves. And then later in the day, I can guarantee you that impulse won't come back to me again. And for me, I, I feel like this is the same thing that I have to do with social media because I'm not naturally impulsed to share every aspect of my life. So what I've learned is that if I feel the impulse to share something, if I don't do it at that moment, that desire of wanting to share something online is not going to come back. <laughs> so I got to do it like right when I get the desire and the urge to do it. It's kind of like with sex, you know, <laughs> I have to say, it's kind of like when you get the desire to do it, you got to act on the impulse right then, you know, and find your partner or your husband and go, hey, I'm in the mood. Otherwise you lose the mood and it's done. And then, you know, anyways, I, I don't know why that added there, but it kind of came to mind. So that's number three. Uh, it's the truth though. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I have a free gift for all my listeners. It's a free abundance guided meditation that I created especially for you. It's the meditation that I use on a daily basis. It will help you bust through money blocks to realign with receiving what you want. There's a lot of power in giving yourself positive suggestions to develop an abundance mindset. And also there's power in visualizing a compelling future so that you can create new momentum in the direction that you wish your life to go. So if you want to attract more abundance in your life, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash abundant. Okay, number four. Oh my God, this one is also something that I've had to learn the hard way because I have a big tendency to analyze. So number four is stop the analysis. And my life coach, Jose Antonio Valencia, who you heard on the previous podcast, he always says, too much analysis produces paralysis. And I literally had to write that down somewhere where I had to remind myself because I was so stuck in an analyzing mode that it would stop me from doing everything. It would scare me away and I would talk myself out of everything that I wanted to do. And what I've realized is, okay, yes, you need to bring your head into the game. You wanna be logical, obviously, but you also want things to come from your heart and from your gut. And if you analyze too much, then you're only acting from your head and you're not acting from your heart or your gut. And I recently heard, um, it was actually a pastor. It was one of his lectures on Voo Church. And he said that usually we should base our actions and the things that we want to do based on th two out of three of these things. So he said the three things we should listen to are our heart, our gut, and our head. And when we don't know whether to do something, we should make sure that at least two of those align before we act on it. 
So if you're unsure about a certain particular situation, you consult those three things, your heart, your head, and your gut. So if your heart and your head are telling you that it's right, maybe your gut is like, eh, you probably should act on it. Or if your heart and your gut are telling you, but your head's like, no, no, you probably should act on it as well. So it's taking those three things into consideration. And when you are overanalyzing, you're basically erasing the gut and the heart because you're stuck in your head. And when you're stuck in your head, you're dead. Literally, when you're stuck in your head, you're dead. So we got to get out of our head. And actually one of those things to get you out of your head is that I recommend is I, when I exercise, I get out of my head. And it's interesting because when I spend all day working on pure analytical things and things that require my brain space and my head, and then I go to my dance classes, if it's been a day where I've been working too hard, it takes me so long to get out of my head during dance class. It's like the first 15 minutes, the only thing I'm doing is getting out of my head and out of my way. So when we are stuck in the analyzing, we are in that world of paralysis because we are unable to also align with our body and align with our spirit. And I feel that in order to be an integral, a wholesome person, we need to align not just with our head, but also with our spirit and with our body. So that's number four. And number five, and I'm not going to say the bad word, but in my private house, I say it, I say, F it, just do it. F it, just do it. And I literally have, and I can show you, <laughs> well, actually I can't show you that because it's, but it's on my phone, on my screen. I have a little baby unicorn and underneath are the words, F it, but really spelled out, <laughs> just do it. And I put this as a, as a reminder on my phone because I was realizing that I was giving too much of a damn what other people were thinking or whether I would make a fool out of myself or whether I would make, make a mistake. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I just got to the point where I'm like, and I don't know if it hit me when I turned 40 that I was like, okay, the game is on. It's on now. It's like, I don't want to die with the music inside my head. I just got to do it. So F it, just do it. I'd rather be an old woman who said, you know what? I didn't make it to where I wanted to make it, but at least I tried than to be regretting what I didn't try to accomplish and what I didn't try to do. And for some reason, it's been like, it has been my little magical unicorn, that screensaver that says it. Because every time I, get, I see my phone now, ever since, you know, a couple, uh, actually the, at the end of last year, I see it and it's a reminder to not get in my head, to not analyze too, too much and just to do it. I know Nike says it. I think it's probably one of the best <laughs> slogans there is. Just do it, literally. And I think that's the reminder that we constantly have to tell us is to just do it. Um, recently, I did something that I'd wanted to do for a long time, but I didn't get to do it. Um, I didn't get to do it, and it was this. I wanted to be a part of writing a book, right? And I recently co-authored a book and I'm launching it at the end of next week. Woo! And I had procrastinated doing it so many times. Why? Because I felt like a monster. So it was this elephant, this huge elephant 
that I had to eat. But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So what I decided to do is I took that huge project. I knew I wanted to write a book. And I said, okay, let me start by writing a chapter of a book. And let me see if that's doable. So I didn't have this as a tip, but it's coming to me now that if you have a project that you want to do, but you think every time you think about it, you feel overwhelmed or you don't know if you're going to be able to do it, chunk it down, make it into a, like a mini step, and then just do that mini step. And then you'll feel so proud of yourself for having accomplished that small feat that it will make the big feat look more feasible and look like it's more comp, you're like, you're, you're going to be able to accomplish it later on. And you'll be proud of yourself. Because the cool thing about stepping up and doing the work is that the more you work, the more you're like, yay, good job, good job, good job to yourself, right? So it's like doing those tiny little things along the way are the things that create that big thing in the long run. So if you celebrate those little wins, chances are you'll be able to celebrate a big win later on. By the way, if you guys are listening to me on YouTube, and I want you wherever you're listening to, uh, you know, chat with me, engage. Okay. Put hashtag Mama Congana podcast. I would love to know where you're tuning in. Is it Spotify? Is it Apple Podcasts? And also, the notes of this episode are going to be on the website. Like I always put it, this one is going to be mamasconganas.com forward slash 42. You'll be able to find all the notes and everything that I told you that's going to help you beat your procrastination game. And you'll be able to make comments. And I would love to know, what do you do to beat the procrastination game? Or are you struggling with procrastination? Okay, make sure to let, let me know. And next week, I'm going to be doing this one in Spanish. So if you know of any procrastinators in el mundo hispano-español, you can send it their way. If you know anybody that needs to hear these tips, you know, tell them to subscribe to the podcast. And mamacitas, I got to go because a thunderstorm is about to hit over here. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a hurricane. Nah. <laughs> Hasta la semana que viene. Bye. It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.